0: Life is messy, and trying to do it alone is gross. We are friends, co-workers, moms, driven dreamers who are in this with you, and we want to surface all the messiest parts and talk about them. Hopefully together, we can figure out how to navigate this shit.
1: Hi, Holly. Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday. I feel like we are winding down and...
1: I'm, I'm winding up. Oh, hey. Because the rain is stopping around here, which I'm waterlogged and ready for the rain to stop. You do stop. know that it's supposed to
0: come back tomorrow.
1: Stop. Why do you I say am these sorry. words? I'm sorry. I'm over it. Over it.
0: I know, but think how pretty the flowers are. I know. Mother, Mother I know. Earth. But I,
1: I need some sun. I'm like, if I don't have enough like sun. You're like a plant? Mm-hmm. I am. Like, I'm starting to wither.
0: Yeah. So I'm actually okay with it because I know what's coming. Summer is coming. But I'm ready. Summer will be hot. But I, we didn't get a
1: spring. And we it just, will just got be dry. rain. I don't
0: even care. It's no. fine. The fact that it is May, whatever, whatever, and I'm, and we're in Texas. In a sweater. And I'm I'm wearing long <laughs> sleeves comfortably. You're in a in a, in a, a, a denim cute jacket. denim jacket. In your kiki denim jacket, and cargo pants. Like it's true. I mean, this isn't normally by now. It's, it's already super duper hot and true. So I will take it. I guess I, I like know. the heat. It's all right that's okay i'll call you in july and be like would you are you liking it now you'd time? probably be like i, I love it like you're it. Are you part lizard
1: uh, <laughs> i'm convinced there's something wrong with me my blood is very thin <laughs> you're
0: like a like uh um
1: reptiles a little bit yeah i don't it's know okay. what to say about that but yes i am <laughs> you're very lizard like today all lady. of a sudden paula abdul cold-hearted snake went through my brain <laughs> Uh, I'm that old. You're um, not. That. All right. What are we talking about today? We are oh. going to talk about...
0: Well Learning disabilities. Yes.
1: in our kiddos. hmm This Ooh. is one that really resonates when we mention it to people, because I think, uh, and Holly and I were just talking about this kind of offline, I think our generation, there was a real stigma to kids that had any sort of disability. Um, and we didn't label as much then. We so, didn't even know. Yeah. You didn't know that, hey, that person might have been on the spectrum somewhere, but you didn't really know that they weren't getting the help they needed, right? So then we start having children and all sorts of things happen, right? Maybe they have a little bit of slowness in their reading. Maybe they're dyslexic. You know, maybe they're just having trouble. Like, I've got a kid that has trouble with her speech, mm-hmm. um, which can also relate, you know, and... In, in, caused problems with her reading, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, really? And then I... It's super interesting. Once you start to actually
0: mm-hmm. learn about what these...
1: Dis- what,
0: how, What's going on in the brain mm-hmm. when this stuff is presenting... That's really fascinating. I agree. Because so much of it co-presents is the thing.
1: For sure. I, I think, you know, I was a little ahead of Holly on this one. And thank God I had friends that were already down this path, mm-hmm. which, by the way, in this navigating, if you're keeping track, that is your number one. Find yeah. you yeah. some advocates and allies. right now.
0: Like, we'll go ahead and jump to the punchline of, yeah. you find people that know something about this space. Yes. That you can talk to.
1: Because that was the first thing I did. So, um you know, both my girls uh, had a little bit of trouble in the beginning reading, but one also needed some speech help. And so, if you're in any sort of school district, there's a whole process, mm-hmm. which you go oh, okay until you get in it and you think, Ugh. what the hell is happening? What's I don't what are the words you're saying? Why does this feel like I'm on trial? Like, what's going on? And so, I had to call a friend. I had to phone a friend, and that happens to, you know, she pulls kids and does intervention for reading and math and all sorts of stuff in my district. So mm-hmm. I was like, you're going to oh, know all nice. about this. Yes. She was amazing. And I said, I, you know, step one is you recognize and your teacher recognizes there's something going on with your kiddo. Like, and so one of your other points, we'll go ahead and skip to the punchline is be an advocate for your child. Yeah. Pay attention, make sure they're getting what and they need. And understand
0: your rights. So those people, this is why it's critical to have, to find someone that can help you with this. Because yes. There's so many nuances that parents can get kind of snowplowed, and I don't, I don't know that I don't think it's always intentional, but like you got to know your rights, right? About asking for it, that the district, if you have asked, they have to actually do it, and right. that they also have 45 days,
1: right? Now, see, I was on the flip to this of not understanding anything, yeah. And so they said, well, we're going to have to do this evaluation. I said, okay. So I start filling out this paperwork, and it is the for oh, everything paperwork. under the sun, and I think she's just struggling a little bit with her reading and her speech. Like she is, you know, doesn't have a severe disability. Like I don't really understand like all the questions I'm being asked. So I really need to fill out all this paperwork. Again, I call my friend and she's like, here's the deal. Fill out all the paperwork, have them do the evaluation once Mm -hmm. fully. Yep. So then what happens is if today we're figuring out she has a little bit of a speech problem, but tomorrow we actually figure out, well, and maybe she's, dysgraphic dyslexic pick a thing something else you don't have to go through the whole process all over again so which is
0: also true we're going to just keep hitting pause a lot in this that's fine so um if you even if you suspect it's something like dyslexia Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they can evaluate solely for dyslexia but that's not wise to do you to jackie's point you want to make you want to have them just run a full because there could be other stuff going on
1: right you may think it's one thing but it's really something else um or it may be this today but we haven't uncovered all the things so it seemed really scary to me and I thought there's like 87 pages of this thing like do we what is happening but she explained you know do it once and have the evaluation done once so that felt weird the other part that felt super super weird to me was then I was brought into a meeting at the school mm-hmm. in this tucked away meeting room. <laughs> and it was me, my husband, her actual teacher, the speech teacher, the counselor, and the assistant principal. Hmm. Yeah. Which felt like a lot. Right. Like And like I was in trouble almost. Yeah. Like it felt, I don't know if... Like heavy. Yeah. It felt really weird. Yeah. Not like we're here, hey, we're here to help. It was... Uh, and it was very formal, mm-hmm. uh, and there was somebody that was taking very specific notes. And you had to—it was a little like being in the exit row on a plane. You couldn't just nod; you had to respond. <laughs> and they had to I record didn't hear you that. You say yes. You had to record that answer. And I remember multiple times during the meeting stopping the meeting and saying, "Am I? Are we in trouble? Like, what is happening <laughs> in this meeting right now?" Like the vo- the vibe, the tone was really heavy. Come to find out. It's a little bit of what you were talking about. Some of it is CYA for the district. Which I get. Because they're trying to tell a parent, hey, this is what we've discovered. This is what we suggest. And I, again, had to stop the meeting. I said, are there parents that don't agree Mm -hmm. to getting their children help? And they said yes. But what ends up happening is if somebody – you know, and it's not all people, but you've got pockets of this, which is why they CYA – You know, if she's in second grade today and I say, no, she's fine, don't pull her out of class, but we get to where she's 16 and she can't read, Mm -hmm. now I'm mad and trying to school, you know, potentially sue the district. And so they're trying to be very cautious. On the flip to that, my going in position was, well, let's pull her out of class so we can make sure she can read when she's in second grade, (laughs) because that ain't a cute look when you are 16 and you're having to get pulled out of class. So if, if, felt appropriately but it felt so heavy and weird again i had to call my friend after i got out and i was like why does it feel this way am i in trouble what yeah. is happening right now do people really <laughs> say no and she said yeah i mean that's what's well, happening or they
0: could disagree with the findings that's true which sort of is what happened to you happened to us right tell them yeah so <laughs> well, like i i could use like an hour and a half just on all of all well, our children so it starts with uh in our son's kindergarten year and he was in, I mean, he had been in daycare since he was four months old. So it wasn't like a school setting was new to him, but his transition was bumpy into kinder. And thankfully we had a just fabulous kindergarten teacher who had, who has been teaching for a long time. So she was able to help manage, but he, he was, it started as a behavior problem. So he just was like, out it was mm-hmm. you know and I'm thinking like do I need to start putting in a play therapy what's going on and so we spent you know halfway through the year finally got him on track and I say that to say we spent a lot of time focusing on his behavior and not on like can he do academically right. is he getting where he needs to be so come summer and looking at his you know into your scores it's like he's really behind on really like his math was was where it should be but his was reading was not so I thought, yep. well okay you just need some extra help, and that was when so we had him with a, a tutor who said you know, I I think he's got dyslexia and I if if my first reaction was to I find I have this reaction a lot it's just to cry like a t- <laughs> I'm not a crier but I feel like a lot of times on right. that i feel like and hey, my first reaction was to cry, um,
1: cause I which just- is better than mine which by the way I laugh at inappropriate times. <laughs> So if, if you're ever in a situation with me where I laughed and it was so inappropriate, you're I apologize. You're not an asshole. You're just. It is a reaction you're that just I have. It's
0: your weird reaction. So I cry. You laugh. you be a good pair. So oh, so starting first grade, as he's starting the school year, I know right away, because same, I have friends that are in this space that said, yep. okay, you need to kick off as soon as you can when the school year starts, ask for the evaluation because it is going to take probably the whole semester because. There's a lot of forms, and then they'll kick it off, and then it's the whole thing, and then you got to go through the ARD and blah 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 blah. So, come to find out, he um, has not only dyslexia but dysgraphia, which I had never even heard of, but is a tends to to present along with. Yep. They kind of go together, and that and it makes sense if you think about it because he has trouble with the phonics of words and translating. You know, his getting his brain to translate all of that. Right dysgraphia is when they have issues with writing. So not spelling of words, which makes sense because of the phonic thing. But also if you looked at his writing at that time, there were like no spaces in between. It was just like one long series of like letters. Right. (laughs) So is how he wrote. So because of, this is another fun fact. So dyslexia, you know, they have these programs like take flight MTA, but, and so that, that is one set of, it's almost like a, I guess, a category of a of a mm-hmm. disability, but because of the dysgraphia, it put him under the special education umbrella. So, in addition, in our meeting, we had the special ed teacher who I love and was like, "Hey, we're sped now. We rebranded like we're cool, like cool yeah. kids <laughs> going through a little bit of a talking about like right." There's a whole stigma I think that we grew up with around what this is, and now they're saying it's not it. And the school was fantastic. Our principal was actually in there for that meeting, and he said, "Yeah." Like kids just learn differently. That's all this is. Like he just his brain works different. Yep. He needs a different way to learn. We're just gonna give him the tools to do it. That's it. You know? Like, okay. So read up about that. That is December of twenty nineteen. So we roll into twenty twenty. Dun dun dun. Ugh. Girls are in their last year of pre K. COVID hits. We're home. We're home. We're all home, and I, we had been doing the thing where, like, we would read to them. But I hadn't, because they were in pre-K. I wasn't intentionally like working on their alphabet with them, right. because you know, we work, we travel, we're busy. We we're going through all this stuff with Caden, which, to be honest, was taking, right. was where a lot of that that type of energy was going. Anyways, right. out with him. So home, and I start. So I'm thinking, well, they're they're home from pre-K, so let's do some little games with the alphabet. Yeah. And that's when I realized, holy shit, they don't know their alphabet. Like, they're about to go into kindergarten. Yeah. And they don't know their alphabet. And in the meantime, they had had, in like January of that year, before things shut down, had like a speech. They have to go through a speech evaluation. I think it's like regulation. Sure. speech therapist came in and did like a hearing and sight check. They couldn't follow the, the hearing instructions. And she was, she said, you know, I think they can hear okay, but I think they might be having an expressive, receptive language thing. Right. So you might want to have that test. So already I have a flag in my brain of like, I'm probably going to have to get them tested starting in kinder. I already know the process, right? Then this ABC thing comes. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they might be Caden's dyslexic. So they might be dyslexic. Right. Kick it off. This is where it gets really fun. So we get towards the end of the evaluation. And I get a call from the district diagnostician. It starts to go into, you know, like Jackie said, you have to – You have to fill out forms and evaluation, parent evaluations and on everything. Yes. So she starts talking about, um, like, the ADHD and the autism pieces of it and starts telling me things like, you know, in girls, sometimes autism gets missed because of blah, 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 blah. And in my head, I'm like, surely she's not going where I think she's going. And then she was, which was she was suspecting autism. Which, what the they hit every milestone, they always make eye contact. Um, they did sometimes struggle a little, like with the friendship thing. There were times where they could sort of take your leave it, but they have each Right, they have each their other twins. as their best friend. They also do seem to have a language thing going on because they had twin speak forever like we used to joke about it but now I'm like "Eh, probably didn't (laughs) it wasn't helping I don't think it helped (laughs) anything they had their own language for the first like two and a half years of their life instead of focusing on I don't know English so we get into the ARD and basically they have them on the spectrum and I'm a basket case like I don't get it and the whole time Grant's like this doesn't feel right. Like, I just don't get, I don't see it. Like they don't seem to fit the criteria. And so I sent the, I sent the documentation to our pediatrician who then um, also verified, like, this does not sound right. Like, I don't like, no. So then we, so then I spent the, I have spent the past several months chasing down what is our insurance coverage on external evaluations. So another note, like, Check your insurance because you might have this coverage. Thank God we do. We did the same with speech. Yeah, and so then we and more. So net net, where we are now, they're not on the They're they're not on the spectrum. Um, They they do um, present with ADHD and a language disorder, which makes a lot more sense. But now I got to play the game of like I don't think I overturned the ARD because they're getting the services because the autism one puts them under special education so they get a lot of services that way and it's just exhausting like yeah. it's been so that's essentially 2 years that we have been having to try to navigate through all yeah. of this with three children and it's a full it's another job
1: on the back end oh for sure and we're not done oh <laughs> you're just starting i know it's like on the one hand similar to a mommy will know right yes. there's like I do love that my pediatrician says that like a mommy will always know like and will and always listen to your gut your mommy gut and keep pushing for whatever like whether they ha- what if they had have been on the spectrum like and they were saying they weren't right like you would have pushed for that too like right wait, something about this doesn't feel right so mm-hmm. always advocate for your your family and your kids on the flip to that is you know make sure that okay we have found what's wrong and we let's make sure we've got all the services that can help them,
0: right? Which is another game in and of itself. Yeah. Um Because even the neuropsychiatrist that had done the external eval and looking at their IEP said you should lead this because this is how they're going to get the services that they need. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's which is it's it's just weird in and of itself that like if they had a different classification, right? They probably wouldn't. They wouldn't get the amount of hours. So it's like right. well leave it because they that's what they actually need like right. it and and maybe you know benefit of the doubt maybe that's what the district was doing like in True. order you know these are this is what we're seeing so in order to get those services this right. is what we're going to put it as but that's just not how it was framed out to me and it was incredibly emotional um and my whole thing was I didn't where wherever it netted out, I was going to be that the it is what it is. But I do think as a parent, you do know in your gut, and like my gut was telling me that wasn't right. But I also wanted to understand as right. their parent, because if it if it was something like autism, they're going to need a lot more yeah external assistance too, just in yep. life than they would if it is something else, or it's going to look different. Like what right. they need is going to
1: look different. Right. No, I agree. Like. The net of this is, (laughs) if you think that something's going on with your kiddo, speak up. Mm -hmm. If a teacher says, hey, I think something's going on with your kiddo, listen. Yes. Don't necessarily go with whatever the first thing is. Just go with, okay, wait, tell me why you think that. Or tell the teacher why you think that. or And start to, you're, you're a village together with this kiddo. Start to, you know, try and figure out, like, well, what are you saying? Well, here's what I'm seeing at home. Like, do those things correlate? Like, are they matching up? Then start down the process and have a friend that can help you because even though we just told you what's going to happen, you will get that stack of papers and be like, "What? The? oh my God, this is a hundred million pages yes. and I'm panicked. That will happen. So find your crew that can help you through it. And then, you know, listen to your gut. Like make sure that does this feel right? Let me, under- don't just assume you're, all our children are perfect angels for sure. But listen, like do are the things that this person is saying, do they, do they track Wait, Maybe they do those things. You're right. Because in the end, all we're trying to do is figure out how to help them so they can have different ways to learn or, you know, be, be successful in their own lives because they were given a chance to do things in a little different way, right? Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. And part of the reason why we wanted to do this episode too was there are, it's so, I don't, I don't want to common I mean it's more common than you think, I guess is the right way to put this. For like, sure. They um one what is it, one in five kids has dyslexia. And that's the only stat that I remember off the top of my head when they have dyslexia Whereas, month. But I know uh, for and for all the other things. Like there's yep. so, so many kids and families out there that right. are going through similar things that if we can remove the shame, like we that got instilled in us because we grew up that way, and um, before we started recording, you made the point of like, I hope our kid, you know, our kids don't grow up with that. Right. Like, they don't seem to mind. Your kid know, knows he's dyslexic. He will, he'll say it to people like, I, oh, I struggle with that, so will you help me? Or like, he finds, you know, last Siri things instead of having to type right. it in, and like, it doesn't seem to to bug him. It doesn't right. sit with him. Nor does it his friends. So, right. granted, they're still young, and I hope that it stays that way. But yeah, I hope too that it's much more normalized that like kids are getting pulled out a lot. A lot more kids are getting oh, pulled yeah. out for all sorts of things, and that it's just it's just a part of their day and a part of like what education should look like. Right. Of them, some some kids just need a little extra one on one attention.
1: For some yeah. Groups. You know, I asked I asked her one time. I said, "How do you?" F-? I was trying not to lead the witness, but I wanted to see how she <laughs> felt how do you feel about being pulled out of class to go work on your speech or your reading? You know, so I was trying to gauge, did she feel awkward about that? And she's like, oh, I love it because then I get to sit and only practice that and so I can get better at it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, that is amazing. Like, that is not how, you know, our generation viewed a lot of this. Like, it was... We'd have
0: been like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I have to get pulled out of class. Right. And so
1: I love that they kind of recognize it and own it and, you know... I just, just like Holly said, I hope that as they grow up and their parents, like, this is never a thing anymore. Like, no one feels shame. Everyone goes, great. Like, everyone learns different. Right. How do we How help? do you learn? Yeah. yeah.
0: How do you learn? I love the term that's out there now, the neurodiversity. Yeah. Um, which maybe we should have called it that, instead of, like, learning disabilities, it's neurodiversity. And I'm like, oh, I love that because it has a much more yep. um, inclusive spin on it that brains are made all sorts of different ways. Right. And there are so many different ways that it could connect. And while public education in particular goes with the, the baseline, right? Yep. And they have to.
1: I mean, I feel for our teachers. Think yeah. about how do you teach to all that neurodiversity? God,
0: right. It's a Which lot. a challenge. And so, you know, I also hope that if as awareness grows, can it help those resources and help schools get those resources? Right. Because I'm, I'm sure. And then this year, oh, my God. Like, I feel like I oh, all of those special teachers, like some, because trying to teach kids language stuff, because, right. you know, the twins are pulled for language and speech yep. as well. I mean, you're doing it in a masked, in fact, like, what? You are yeah. wearing masks in a time where they got these little, little funky clear ones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're so weird. They're so weird. I'm like, don't ever put that on again in my
0: presence because it just looks strange. But, you know, there's got to be a little still lost in translation about how you're watching yeah. a mouth move. And I... You know, we're both in really good districts too, so it makes me wonder what happens in those that aren't right. as you know resourced, and what yep. happens to those
1: kids. Yeah, which I don't know. I hope for the best. Yes, because there yeah. are resources out there for sure. Just you know, assess where you're at, understand what's going on with your kiddo, and advocate for them. Yep. Don't get don't get bogged down because it is a process.
0: It is easy to get bogged down to or let yourself have the moments where you're like, you're either Jackie and you're laughing or you're Holly and you're crying. That does not like feel all the feels because it is still normal for it to be like, it's your kid. And, and it's I overwhelming. Think, I think what I kept reacting to was now as a parent, you want your kid, they're, they're going to have to face adversity, you know, and you know, you're going to have to, they have to learn how to deal with that. Yep. But when it's something like this, it's like, oh, they have a whole lifetime of adversity around this thing and yeah. like you don't want that for your kids so right now life's somehow going to be be harder but then i've tried to reframe that into but that means they think different and yeah that's a good thing
1: that is a so. good thing all right we hope that we've helped like at I feel least like this is a
0: downer of an episode no
1: i think it's good right <laughs> like we're talking about advocating for your kids and paying attention and like let's listen the net of all of this is our kids hopefully this is never even a thing for them. There's no right. stigma. Like right. everyone's talking about mental health, and everyone's talking about how neurodiversity and how you learn and how things are different, and where I need help, like in asking for help. Right. I think we're normalizing all that, and I think it's good. Amen to that. Yes. Yes. See, look at that. Turned it right around. All right. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for
0: reframing me, Jackie. I'm so good at that. No
1: problem. Okay. All right. So we hope we helped. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe. Yes. Tell them how they're doing, Holly. I don't know. There's a button
0: somewhere. No, it should be on the episode page of like a follow or a subscribe. Yes. Click that. And then when we have new episodes, you'll hear about it. And um, we will talk at you next time.
1: Yes. Bye. Bye.